Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle. I am your gracious and humbled host, Jonathan Wiegand. Uh, we, we are putting this one out a little bit late, but I, I can admit that I had a little bit of a uh, emotional crisis. Is that how you say it? Um, okay, it's really not. Luna's shaking her head at me. It's not really an emotional crisis, but um, I'm a massive Notre Dame fan, Notre Dame football fan, and our coach just randomly left in the middle of the night uh, earlier in the week, and it literally was like, shock and so I was really consumed with that and literally lived on Twitter for like two days to be like who's going to be our new head coach and so kind of um had this thing ready prepped to go but I would just was like no I'm too concerned with this so um that's why the delay in this one but as you can see we've doubled up we've released two of the review episodes so we're all cut up now so no problem there and again thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to the program today so I remember a couple weeks ago I mentioned NFTs for Star Trek. Well, they sold out within like five or ten minutes. I was not expecting that. Um, There's like 60,000-something that like got sold out like in a blink of an eye, and I'm really kind of bummed because I wanted some sweet uh, Trek NFTs. So if you know of any, please hit me up on social media because I'd, I'd like to buy some because I like crypto. But don't tell the IRS that. <laughs> Anyway, let's just get right into it. Luna, can you roll that beautiful beam footage? Let's fly. Okay, so overall, um, this is exactly what I thought we were going to get. Um, unless they can do something crazy and kind of really change the whole narrative and really turn this show up on its f- end... I don't know if I'm going to like this season, just to be honest. I, I really advocate for New Trek. I, I support it. I watch it. I, I want it to succeed and do well, but I just feel like this is a rehash. And um, if you've seen this episode, you're probably like, yeah. And of course, we're talking about season four, episode two called Anomaly. Now, I will say before we get into the deep and the dark of the review that they have great themes. I really love the themes that this episode and so far this season is really projecting and telling the audience because, and I've said this a million times on here, sci-fi is great when it talks about real life issues. It can bleed through. Best example, the original series when they talked about race relations, when they talked about Vietnam, and they could address these issues. I always hate that, address these issues. They could talk about these issues up front and in a way that would maybe give a different pers- perspective, maybe give a different opinion, and really kind of just have a good dialogue. Of course, in this episode Anomaly, it's nothing that major as like race relations or um, Vietnam War, but it's still really important stuff on the subjects of grief and mental health. And so that's where we're going to start today. 
Hopefully Luna can edit it out, but I, I'm joined by Sam Adams Oktoberfest because it's cold and that's what white people drink. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a yoke. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Yeah, I will say this. It's a great life lesson that it teaches us so far this whole season, but particularly this episode is grief. And there's a couple great quotes here that I really think that really translate. And that's one when Saru says, sit with pain in our own way. And Tilly's like, life is in a blink of an eye, especially with grief. That's true. Everybody grieves differently. Um, Just to be real for a second, I lost my mother to pancreatic cancer when I was 12, 13 years old. And I I have a sister and we both grieved in our own way, you know, like I remember when we, we found out the news and, and we were, we came back to where we were staying and I started cleaning. <laughs> um, I cleaned everything. Um, the bathroom, the, the, like, the, I guess the bedroom everywhere and everything I was cleaning because I was just so, I, I just wanted to do something and it's really hard to describe unless you've like been in there. And as with my sister, she was the exact opposite. She was just over the, if I can remember correctly, it was just kind of like she just was grieving and crying and and, and heaving and she just didn't want to do anything but just focus on that. And everybody handles it differently. And that's when I heard that quote, it instantly brought me back because that's so true. We, whether we clean, whether we uh, ball up and cry or whether we work out or plug ourselves into our work or our hobbies or our family. Like we all do it in different ways and through the different stages. So it was really nice to kind of hear that and see that in this episode. Also, like we see something that I really didn't pick up on and that's with statements and books relationship as well. And it, when they said this, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's totally true. That book is the only other person besides statements that actually was on the network and was able to do the jump and all that. And and so there's kind of an ego thing there. There's a placement there. There's this conflict and that's natural, you know, obviously. And when book said that, I was like, Oh, that totally is why the relationship's kind of like frayed or they just don't have one. But when Stamets replied, no, man, (laughs) Um, that's exactly what he said. He's like, no, man. No, he's like, no, I didn't want to be reminded of my grief and I didn't want to see that because when I see you it reminds me of my own helplessness that I went through and that I lived through and that's very true too so if you are grieving that's a very real thing Um, sometimes it's tough to see that in other people because it's reminded of what we ourselves have gone through so that's very difficult However, I will say this when it comes, this is still about track, but this is a good relationship advice. And uh, one of my great college friends, I won't name his name, but um, he's been on the podcast before. He's done great. When we were in college, we ever had issues with each other. He was like, no, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about this because our friendship is way too important. And that is so refreshing because normally when people shy away from conflict, if you handle conflict in the right way, it can actually bring you closer together and there can be greater vulnerability and there can be greater 
reconciliation. So just food for thought, <laughs> food for thought. And like I said before, like at the beginning of the episode, like mental health is a big kind of driven at least twice that I could that I could see pretty much the most upfront is when Tilly's just asking for help. She's like, I just need to talk to somebody. I feel off. Themes don't things don't like kind of seem the way they should be. I don't feel like myself. And that's beautiful. That that is exactly what we should do. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with talking to somebody professionally or, or seeing somebody um, that's very healthy. And today they have many avenues and multitudes to do that. So, um, and I think I kind of like to see that in a main, like popular show because it's normalizing it. And maybe like 20, 30 years, it's not that normal. Like if you went to therapy, you're like, well, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Are you crazy? And so now it's, it's just, no, it's such a greater sense of like, no, caring for the whole person, mental and emotional. Also, the second one was, and it was kind of a subtle one when the trill was talking to, I just like calling they that, um, when the trill is talking about her conscience and, and she's like, well, I, I don't like this conflict. I don't want to bring it up. And he's like, we already did. And it again showed, Hey, it's okay to have those tough conversations and those, um, difficult conversations because they're important. And again, to love is to be vulnerable. That's what C.S. Lewis said. So also, okay. So moving on, that was some heavier stuff at the front (laughs) that I wanted to cover. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with going through these deeper themes of, of track, but it gives us some good stuff. Like I know you came here for some, some, uh, some tracky stuff. So first, um, I love that Saru's Saru, um, yeah, I guess it's Saru, Saru, right? Don't look at me that way. It's Saru. Um, he has like a wharf 2.0 thing with his badge. I love that. That's great. Um, also apparently holodecks can be in any room now, which would probably be terrible for Lieutenant Barkley, but I think that's really cool that they can just be like, it's in any room. I'd be worried about running into the furniture, but I think they've got it. Also, the biggest Easter egg out of this whole freaking episode is Picard. And they mention it because uh, the Trilla's consciousness is getting a body and is getting an android body. Somehow we're going to get into that. Um, And... But they don't give us any spoilers. There's like, oh, only thing that did this was about 800 years ago with a guy named, with an admiral named Picard, and he did it. And and they kind of answered some questions, too, because I remember at the end of season one, we were like, is Picard going to be like superhuman and be able to run through walls and jump 40 feet in the air? And it's like, well, no, he, they said like, oh, no, it's, you're still going to age and everything's still going to be normal. A la, we can still bring Picard around and no one's going to ask any questions. So we did learn some new stuff. And I mean, like I'll say, I definitely think Lore is uh, the soon guy, the great, great grandson of soon or whatever. I think it's totally Lore. I don't buy that. That's my conspiracy episode, conspiracy theory. Check out that Picard episode. Also, Ferengi look really tan for some reason, especially on a planet that rains all the time. Just saying. Do your homework, writers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so this is kind of what I like to say, like what I liked about and what I didn't like about the episode. So this episode has a lot that I didn't like. (laughs) So buckle up. And I usually, again, hate being negative, but the way the cookie crumbles, 
So this is what's going on. Um, I thought it was kind of cheap how they bought they brought Saru back. They were just like, all right, he's back. Why? Because she needs me. Okay, did she tell you like this planet blew up? No, I could just no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it was. I thought that was kind of weird. I thought they could have been a little bit better about it. And then also, it's to me, it's a little weird because. He's also was the former captain and now he's the first officer. And so there's kind of this chain of command, like confusion there. And I know the whole crew has been through so much emotionally that it probably wouldn't matter to them. But I'm just thinking in a real world scenario, military s type of situation, they, they wouldn't do this. That's very confusing to the crew and almost undermining Burnham's authority. Or maybe we see that in the future. I don't really think Saru would play that card, but we'll see. Um, moving on again, I kind of mentioned at this beginning, this whole binary black star thing that we learned was not a binary black star. It's kind of, again, the monster mystery plot line. We don't really see any quick one-off episodes. It's all like, okay, well, this is this big serialized mess. And then we're going to have to figure out this puzzle and it's going to take a whole season to do. And then it's kind of this little twist at the end. And I'm getting kind of tired of that, to be honest, but it made it seem like so this monster is sentient like it's a it's a alive and that literally everything they did in the past hour was nonsense because it can move on its own on top of that it made it look like i don't know why it's just me a giant whale's eye so i'm like is are they pointing to this thing like being alive i don't know that's just the vibe i got i'm just a accounting major so don't read into it you know also, I really hated the decision to send PTSD book into that situation. Um, there's nothing wrong with having PTSD. I think that's, I mean, I've, if I saw my planet blow up and all my relatives and loved ones, I'd definitely be going through a lot too, brah. However, I did, I just think it was an emotional decision and Burnham made great captain's decisions decisions as we'll talk about but this one is is terrible and we see that throughout the whole issue like we see hallucinations we see taking a lot of risk and then for the biggest one why couldn't they send a holographic image of him on the ship they did it for stamets stamets is able to repair engines and do a bunch of other stuff no problem but book can't book has to be there uh, seems like you're just putting him in harm's way for emotional hostage, I guess. Yeah, emotional hostage. And there's a great funny story. Um, apparently, when Ben Affleck was filming the 1998 classic movie Armageddon, he asked the director, he's like, hey, wouldn't it be a lot easier to train astronauts how to drill instead of having drill, like people that drill? train them how to be astronauts wouldn't it just be easier the other way and and the director told him to shut the f up <laughs> and it's kind of just i felt like this is one of those things like they're like uh, sh- shut up shut 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 your mouth don't do anything the tether ideal was lame so they have to have him tethered because just in case he can't emotionally handle it so it's like okay this is this all bad and I just think it's this bad writing. It's bad decision-making. Burnham, it's not, not leading with the good decisions today. Also, like I think what was confusing, too, 
is what they're doing with this side consciousness trill. Um, so we're the, the consciousness is getting its own android body. And maybe I have to go watch it again for the third time. So the consciousness is getting its own android body. And he's like, oh, maybe I can become a host again or a guardian. And I'm like, okay, so what's being transferred in there? And if you're a trill, you get all your memories from from the host. So I'm confused. I'm confused. What are you putting in there? You know, number one. Number two, if he is a trill and you take the the host out of they, the trill, what it, it, is she going to die or are they going to die? Like, I'm confused by that. So they really don't talk about that. They're just like, we just need him out. So she has a friend, period. <laughs> and I don't like that. I just feel like that's, again, lazy writing. You're just glossing over these beautiful and kind of extravagant backstory and lore and legend with the trills and the symbiotes. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like they're kind of just glossing over a lot, glossing over a lot of that. And I, and I just, this is kind of sad. Those are the things I didn't like. <laughs> what I did like was the ending. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I liked when it was over and I could leave. No. Um, what I did like was I think the visuals again were, were beautiful, amazing, um, cinematography, the way they shot it, it was gorgeous. The uniforms, the bridges, the space scenes on Bookship. I thought it was it was beautifully shot again. And also loved the, the original series sounds. Like, what the heck did that come from? You know, like, it's on the bridge, it's on Bookship. It's like, oh, okay, we're, we're just, <laughs> we're doing that. Another thing is um, the Tilly development. Like, so the fir- first episode we saw, she's like, oh, I really don't feel like I belong in this in this lieutenant rank and I just feel like okay I'm I'm uncomfortable with my skin and then now we see her getting like professional help and so I'm like okay they're really in a very quick intelligent way pushing Tilly's development and I think that's beautifully done and very needed um also Burnham makes a lot of great captain calls <laughs> and she made some bad ones but she also made some good ones like deciding to cut the tether for the safety of the ship. Also deciding to have that one-on-one with Book and kind of talk him down. And Saru says a really great thing. He's like, Book needs less captain, more partner. And I thought that was great because I sometimes have to <laughs> remind, it reminds me of, I have to do it with my wife sometimes, especially when we talk about budgets or, or finances, because I'm an accountant slash like controller so when I talk about finances and budgets, I can just go and be very brutal, cut and dry. And I have to remember sometimes like, okay, she's my wife. This is personal. I'm not <laughs> dealing with banks or other accountants or people in the field, etc. Like I'm dealing with my wife. So I have to be a little bit less controllery and more husband. So I really enjoyed that. And that saved the day. You know, she was able to get him grounded and get him able to get out and ride the wave out. Overall, I really, eh, it's a toss up. I think there was some great themes and then I think there was some definitely downfalls kind of confusing with the storyline and, and some of the plot points. And again, I feel like it's a rehash of the previous seasons of uh, the model they use, but I'm optimistic. Hopefully they'll change it. Hopefully it's going to turn on its head. So, so we'll see, but that has been 
Season 4, Episode 2, Anomaly Review. All right, Luna, let's roll. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. And again, you can always hit us up on our social media. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on them all. And uh, I would love to catch up with you guys. We're going really Twitter heavy lately. Just it's a lot easier to communicate with you guys. And yeah, we have a lot of exciting stuff. I kind of wrote down what I want the next podcast I want to do for the next six months or so. Talking about the Dominion War. Talking more about the Cardassians a little bit. Talking more about like original series stuff. So and also maybe a little surprises. Maybe another couple Trek roundtables. My wife is coming on in the next episode or two. So We'll have some cool stuff. Yeah, always feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys. And always remember, second star to the right, straight on till morning. <laughs>